Thanks for listening to B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast, providing educational information for business owners about merchant services and the technology surrounding them. Hosted by Alan Kopelman. With 20 years of merchant services industry experience, he shares his insights, knowledge, and important updates regarding payment processing and fintech. Please subscribe to the podcast via YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Head over to b2bvault.info to catch up on all of the past episodes. Tune into our live stream on YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn Live. Turn on post notifications to get updates regarding the live shows. Please subscribe to our channel, like the videos, and share on your social networks. Thanks again for tuning into B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast, providing educational information for business owners and merchants on various subjects having to do with the credit card processing, merchant accounts, and payment technology. Today, we're going to talk about PCI compliance and what it's all about, because many we get questions all the time from our clients and from sales reps and people in the industry, and they say, what is PCI compliance and why do we have to do it? So we're going to get into um, PCI compliance today and, and talk all about PCI compliance. And we're even going to talk about some cases where there was breaches and what happened with that. So what is PCI compliance? The Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard. It's an information security standard for organizations that handle branded credit cards from the major credit card schemes. The PCI standard is mandated by the card brands, but administered by the Payment Card Industry Standard Security Council, the PCI Security Council. They have a website. You can go and Google it, PCI Security Council, end up on their website, find out more than you ever wanted to know about PCI compliance. I can tell you that. So who requires the PCI compliance? The car, All the card brands and the processors and the banks that process credit cards mandate that merchants have to complete a yearly PCI self-assessment questionnaire. So, and then merchants, so if you're doing non-card present transactions, you're required to run quarterly and or monthly scans depending on your volume. So if you have a point of sale system or you have e-commerce, you know, those systems all have to be scanned. And then you get a report back saying you passed or you failed if you failed and some vulnerabilities are listed in the report, then you have to take care of those. And, you know, some of the things that merchants run into is they have one router in their business and then they have cameras, their point of sale system, computers, open Wi-Fi to the uh for the, for the guests in their business, the customers. And then you can run into problems with PCI compliance when you have multiple systems linked up and maybe you don't have a full-time IT guy, but there's, you know, ways to get around that. And merchants should run these scans and not pay the non-compliance fees, take the, 
10 or 15 minutes or like if you have a point of sale system it might take a half an hour to run through the saq you can get the company on the phone somebody will walk you through the whole thing but we'll we're going to get into all that every company charges a fee for pci compliance or includes it in their bundled pricing so you know you know everybody has to do pci compliance and there are companies that charge non-compliance fees because you don't complete the questionnaire and i can tell you like if you just have a simple credit card machine or a simple pos system that's um you using um a semi-integrated solution it's very easy most of the time it takes 10 minutes to 30 minutes to fill out and then and then yearly you just log in and you know click yes yes everything's the same and you're all done you call up support they can help you do it so that way you can save money on non-compliance fees that shouldn't pay non-compliance fees i don't want to use the word lazy but don't be lazy and just do the pci compliance so why is this important and what happens when you get when you get a if you have a pci compliance breach and then there's a, a problem. So I'm going to talk about four merchants that I personally helped that um, had a problem. So the first one was a restaurant and they got breached. 30,000 credit cards were stolen. The merchant was very cooperative, which was nice. Uh, the Secret Service showed up at the restaurant and we had to get a vendor out there who's called who does a QSA. So they come in and they basically bring like a, their little black box and they suck all the data off of the hard drive. And then they can look at the hard drive and they can see, they could see right there in, in like 10 minutes on the guy's laptop. Cause obviously they know what they're searching for. They could see exactly when the breach happened. It showed that an employee um, used the off that two computers in the office, one that was hooked up to the POS and one that was just for office work. But somebody went on the on the PC connected to the point of sale and accessed um, Facebook, MySpace, a few other websites. They must have downloaded something or clicked on a link and they got some malware or a key logger onto their system. And then that gave the thief access and that person sucked off th over 30,000 credit cards. Um, the merchant went through, so they had this whole investigation. Then there was three or four telephone calls with the credit card processor. We had another telephone call with um, the card brands. So they were on the telephone. Um, it was discussed what kind of fine there was going to be. And the credit card processor had breach insurance. So they stepped in and negotiated whatever. They negotiated them with the fine. So we don't really know what the fine actually was. The original fine was $150,000. I think it got reduced to way, way less than that because the merchant basically cooperated. Also, at the same time, we found out that there was five or six other restaurants in the same general area that all got breached. Um, I was not involved in any of those cases, but we did find that out from the Secret Service that some, something 
went on in the in the same uh, general vicinity. So those businesses were definitely targeted, and you know the merchant from there from on their end they had to replace like three point of sale terminals in the restaurant that were old that were using you know non PCI compliant software that had replaced the server. So that was on them, and then the breach insurance covered the rest of the the rest the the rest of the whole thing, and then we kind of had a go through with the, you know, we had to get them, their system rescanned and it passed and then the processor let them stay processing. So restaurant number two had over $50,000 of damage done with the credit cards that were stolen. So the person who stole the credit cards made over $50,000 in purchases using the stolen credit cards. The merchant had to replace the whole POS system they almost went out of business. They had to take out, they had a really good business. So they were able to, to get a loan to cover because they still owed money on the old POS. It was a, it was a, it was a huge problem. I got involved. I got them out of QSA. They gave all the equipment from the old POS to the secret service who investigated. We don't know if anybody got caught because they never tell, they never tell us. Oh, really? Yeah, the Secret Service. Yeah, they we dealt with them a few times, and they never tell you whether they uh, caught somebody or what happened. Um, you know, because you know they they come up with this thing and they call it common point of purchase. So that's how they find out where did this uh, breach originate. Because what happened is somebody goes and does a bunch. They find a bunch of stolen credit cards a bunch of chargebacks, right? So then they find a bunch of chargebacks and then they trace back what have all those credit cards have in common? You know, so where did they all, what, did they make any purchase in the same place? And that's how they trace it back to where the breach was. And then to confirm that the breach was there, that's when they have the QSA come in and the QSA comes in and they suck basically they have this special black box they hook it up to the hook it up to the server suck all the data off and then while the guy's sitting there he hooks it up to his laptop and he can find the breach which i thought was crazy i mean the, the guy must be like you know these guys were the guys that i saw doing this stuff were just incredible computer guys like they knew exactly what they were looking for and so that was a this common point of purchase so that's a big thing. That restaurant had a huge fine. It got negotiated down. The merchant had to pay the fine. Um, and it turned out that the breach was caused by clicking on a malicious email that somebody downloaded something onto the computer. So, you know, I always tell people, like, you want to have, like, a safe restaurant. You know, you want to have a safe business. You have your point of sale on one router. You have your office computers on a second router you have your public wi-fi on some other piece of equipment you know everything fired walled off from each other so you don't have a problem one of the biggest breaches was tj maxx and most of the big ones that you read about they're all inside jobs where somebody that worked at the business knew the vulnerability and gets in there and causes havoc and downloads a bunch of credit cards. And then what do they do with them? Upload them to the dark web. 
the dark web and then they go sell all the credit cards so restaurant three this one was a little bit crazy they had a breach there was a common point of purchase going on it was actually involved more than one restaurant it was a group of restaurants that a common point of purchase the card brand wanted to, the that was requested by the by the uh, PCI and Visa to get copy to get the uh, server mirrored. By the time the guy showed up there, the POS company, I'll leave nameless, must have known that there was a vulnerability. They literally were in there before we got there, and because uh, when we got there, there was a brand new server. So because it was a brand new server, they wouldn't give access. The merchant basically was uh, not, <laughs> we couldn't do, they, they couldn't do anything to the merchant. The evidence disappeared. The, the merchant was on the breach list, so compromise list. So if they tried to get another merchant account and they said, oh, did you ever have a breach or a compromise? They would have to answer yes. If they said no and the, and the company did a search, they would show up on the list that there was something going on there. Um, but they did pass the PCI compliance, but nobody ever got the information about what happened and they couldn't get fined because they basically the evidence was disappeared. Um, we had another one where it was a nightclub that had a breach. The processor was holding a couple million dollars of their funds until there was an investigation. They happened to contact us. We assisted them in getting an investigation done in the in the place and had the point of sale inspected and and did all that. So, you know, investing oh, you skip the slide. You know, in the investigation, you know, you might have to deal with the Secret Service. You're going to have to deal with calls from the card brands and the, the settlement bank, calls with the credit card processor, QSA, PCI assessment firms. Okay, those cost 15 to 20 grand for them to come out. And if they want your system recertified, then you got to get another one of the, a different company to come out and get them to recertify your system. Another spend another 15, 20 grand. And I would say 99% of the time, there's no insurance for all this. And then if you have to replace hardware, software, et cetera, that's all on the merchant. So it's really, really important that you do uh, your PCI compliance. You know, the last episode we did was about cybersecurity. And, you know, with PCI compliance, you know, I would say like less, less businesses are getting these attacks because of EMV and also the semi-integrated um, pin pads, you know, kind of cuts down from what's traveling across the networks and everything. But not every system is set up that way with semi-integrated. A lot of them have, you know, a lot of the bigger systems out there don't run on semi-integrated. They run on integrated payments. So that means payments are flowing through the the whole system and not just flowing off of the the card readers so you know you have to you have to make sure that you do your pci compliance you run your scans that way you know that your environment you know is safe because you're pci compliant until somebody breaks in and unpcis you more or less but it's a big headache to deal with um you know, we do consulting, so we've gotten phone calls from people. They go, oh, I think that I got, uh, 
you know, I had customers call me on the phone and say their credit card number was stolen and they used it at my restaurant. And then I tell them I said, best thing to do. You know, you have a PCI company, go in, run a scan and see what happens when you run the scan. If you pass the scan, then nothing's going on in your in your place. You know, you want to hire a QSA, you know, get ready to open your checkbook because those guys are coming in. They're going to mirror your system and then they will, you know, if they find anything, they will contact the Secret Service. Hmm. Yeah, so that's, you don't want to do, that was like the first time, I'll never forget, like, I remember as a kid meeting Secret Service agents when they had the, they had one of the Republican or the Democratic National Convention on Miami Beach when I was a little boy and my dad had a store and there was, you know, so there was a lot of Secret Service people all around the area because of the convention. So I remember meeting people that worked at the Secret Service. I thought that was pretty cool, mm. you know, <laughs> and there was FBI around. But, you know, it's not fun when the Secret Service shows up and they're at the restaurant and the restaurant owner's freaking out because they're the ones, the Secret Service and the FBI, the ones looking into these cybersecurity episodes and these breaches and there's all kinds of breaches that go on people will breach a system and go in and steal uh personal information you know from hospitals from different places have a ransomware attack you know things like that but you know wherever there's credit cards being processed you know people will try to break into the systems and then they'll go sell it on the dark web and then they'll try to break into anybody's system that they can and run. That's another thing, you know, I tell people like if you have a website you need to make sure your website is, you know, PCI compliant and you, you don't have any kind of open vulnerability. Like we had a client uh, and I'll talk about this one that nothing happened to them, but there was a, somebody, they had an open vulnerability on the website. You could donate one penny. So what happened was somebody saw that they wrote a robot program and they attempted to upload a whole file of credit cards. So the client actually caught it as it was a couple hundred of them going through. They saw it on their system and they shut, they pulled the plug on the website. They shut it down. So only a couple hundred credit cards went through, but we had another client where over 50,000 credit cards went through and they're like, Oh, are we going to get charged for that? Yeah. You're going to get charged. The gate, the gateway company charges 10 cents a transaction times 50,000. The credit card company is going to charge you 10 cents a transaction times 50,000 for all the transaction fees. So that a huge, huge bill. Um, and basically they were not mon they didn't have monitoring set up on their system to monitor to see like somebody they we call it a bust out someone did a bust out on their on their website and so i told them i said why would you do that where you could run a one penny or zero transaction on your website you got to change that to like a minimum of five bucks then somebody's not going to do it because they're going to get caught so, but you have to set up monitoring on your website, like security for like velocity, how many transactions can get processed in, 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 in like, and at, in like whatever the time limit is, let's say 10 minutes, you want, you don't want somebody to go and start uploading in the middle of the night because that's what happens while we're asleep. They're awake over in the, 
in Russia or China. And then that's when they're attacking attacking people's websites and stuff. So it's important to make sure you have website security and you run your PCI compliance. And even now, I think that some of the uh, some of the web host companies have special e-commerce servers, right, Justin? And, yes, sir. Yep, e-commerce servers with extra security on there. But you got to make sure that you have your security set up on the gateway and your velocity settings all set up so that you don't get you don't have problems like getting open for open for an attack and making sure like your gateway you have all your passwords and all that kind of stuff set up same thing like on your computers and everything in your business if you have a point of sale system you got to make sure you got you know everything is with good strong passwords so people can't log in and attack your system so that's today's story about PCI compliance from B2B vault you can catch us on YouTube and on all the popular podcast networks, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and you can visit b2bvault.info if you want to get some more info about the podcast. And you can visit our website, npsbank.com, and you can get some more information about what we do over here at Nationwide Payment Systems. Thank you for listening to B2B Vault. Carpe diem. Everybody have a great day.